You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 27. Are you struggling with a trauma bond? Do you find yourself ruminating over the past? Do you feel like you can't let go or you just feel stuck? Do you want to detach but you just can't because you've heard you're trauma bonded? Do you say to yourself, but I miss him. Do you experience a deep longing for the person who hurt you with a desire to just be loved? Most people who associate with a trauma bond answer yes to these questions. But I want to tell you something important. Identifying as trauma bonded often keeps you in the trauma bond too. And in this episode, I'll be addressing the complexities of trauma bonds, but also why it's so difficult to break them and why simply believing in the trauma bond can keep you stuck. So stay tuned because today I'll be sharing eight reasons you feel stuck and as always, what you can do about it. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. So first, I want to explain the trauma bond for those people who haven't heard of this before. A trauma bond happens when there is a cycle of abuse in a relationship and the victim starts to crave validation and love in between the abuse. So the abuser repeats this cycle of treating you with what appears to be love and then devaluing you, which is abuse, so then abusing you and discarding you over and over. What happens is the victim receives a kick of dopamine in the happy and loving stages of this cycle, only to be pushed into a state of fight or flight and then back into craving that dopamine again. So dopamine is the feel-good chemical released in our brains that is highly addictive. Dopamine is also referred to as the pleasure chemical. So if we receive a hit of dopamine somewhere, it's likely we will return to that source to get more of it. So think about it like this, when you reach for a sweet treat, like a something like a goodie when you're stressed, dopamine is released and you feel better temporarily. But the next time that you're stressed, no matter if it's a small stress or a big one, you'll reach for sweets because your brain remembers, this makes me feel good. It's the same with the trauma bond. The problem is most people think trauma bonds are permanent. They think of a bond like being stuck forever, like I'm bonded to this person so there's nothing that can be done. But that can't be further from the truth. Even the most addicted heroin addict and drug addict can break their addiction. Is it easy? No, absolutely not, but it is possible. And that is what is most important to note. If you believe you are trauma bonded, you will feel things associated with sadness, feeling like you can't get out, grief, jealousy, maybe deep depression. When you feel this way, you'll keep acting and behaving in ways that reinforce that belief. Your subconscious mind wants to be right, and it believes whatever you tell it. 
So when you believe deeply that you are bonded to a toxic person and can't sever this bond, your mind will try to show you more of that as proof. You might notice that no therapy ever helps you. You might notice that you're obsessed with looking at his social media or driving by his house. You might notice that you can't stop thinking of him and you can't stop thinking of the past or what he's doing now and his new supply and the best life that he's living. So what happens is you start thinking, see, I'm trauma bonded, I'm trauma bonded. And the patterns continue and the brain keeps finding ways to reinforce this belief in your mind. So no wonder you feel stuck. So what are the eight reasons you feel stuck? And I'm going to go over these. And so if you have a pen and paper, I'd love for you to take notes because what you can do afterwards is go through these one by one and see if you're identifying with any of these. And if so, what you can do to change it. So number one, you haven't identified your inner wounds. These are wounds that maybe you've carried around your entire life since childhood. These could be programmed subconscious beliefs. And if you've listened to this podcast before, programmed subconscious beliefs are anything that you've been made to believe about yourself since the day you were born. Things like, I'm not good enough. I need to be in a relationship to feel love. People should love me. I can't survive on my own. Divorce should never happen. No one cares about me. I'm a people pleaser and so on and so on. So if you haven't identified your inner wounds, then what could be happening here is that you will continue to feel stuck in a trauma bond because you're not aware and awareness is so very key. So what you can do here is just sit down and identify what is it that I believe about relationships? What is it I believe about myself? And then what you start to do is question these things, really kind of stepping back and taking a, a bird's eye view of yourself. Because what happens is these thought patterns happen on repeat automatically, just like autopilot. And if we're not aware of them and we're not questioning them, we can't change them. So that's number one. Number two is you haven't asked yourself the difficult questions. So let me ask you, what about this person do you really love? Not how they make you feel. If you focus on how the other person made you feel, that tells you that you are seeking something from outside of yourself that you're not already giving to yourself. If they made you feel happy when they spent time with you and gave you attention and compliments and adored you, that's the magnifying glass on you. So you need to spend time with yourself and give yourself attention and compliments and care. It's here that we can find the real source of what we are not providing to ourselves and can use that to start acting in loving ways toward ourselves. So if you haven't asked yourself these difficult questions, I'd really encourage you to do that so that way you can figure out what it is you're not giving to yourself. Another question to consider is, is it possible that you're just loving the lies that they sold you in the beginning and sprinkled throughout the relationship like breadcrumbs, right? When we cannot detach from other people, it's because we hold on to things that we wanted so badly that maybe weren't even real. And you might be saying, but it felt real in the moment and we did have really good times together. We have great memories and there were lots of really good times together. Believe me. I understand that. I really, really do. The problem lies not in that what you felt was real, 
but that you relied on it to make you feel good. Nothing you need for your own inner peace is outside of you. Okay, so for number three, you haven't set up a healthy environment for yourself. And I'm talking about healthy people, healthy places, anything that reinforces healthy mindsets and not commiserating. So think about Facebook groups that are dedicated to positivity and not venting and meeting new people who are in positive healing spaces. So I'm not saying you can never vent, right? Because we have to get that out. Try venting on paper. Try journaling it out. You'll get a lot of clarity doing it that way versus just talking to your best friend and maybe your mom or whoever and just complaining about why other people are the way they are. If you're constantly engaging in ex-bashing or retelling of the traumas you endured over and over to whomever will listen and venting it out without healing action, you will stay stuck. And think of it like this. If you scroll Instagram and Facebook reels or TikTok videos or whatever you do to spend your time on social media, let's just say that you spent a lot of time watching adorable cat videos. The algorithm knows this, right? There's an algorithm behind what we put into the social media apps. Your brain works just like this. And what happens is you like the cat videos, you comment on them, you rewatch them, you share them with other people, you spend time, you go backwards and rewatch ones you've already watched. The algorithm says, oh, this person likes cat videos. So then they show you more of it. And your subconscious brain works the exact same way. Where you put your thoughts, where you put your intentions, where you put your attitudes and your time and your energy, even the people you surround yourself with and the social groups that you hang out in and social media accounts that you follow, all tell your brain you want more of that. And so it shows you more of that. So let me ask you, are you giving yourself a healthy environment to heal in or is your environment perpetuating the toxicity that keeps you from moving forward and breaking that trauma bond in a healthy way. Okay, so number four is you haven't taken up a new hobby or a habit yet, right? So picking a hobby that you enjoy doing is going to be really important. And this can help you get out of the state of feeling stuck. Think of something that you used to do as a child or when you were younger that you just stopped doing as you got older. Did you love to color or draw? Um, maybe start doing some art projects again. Did you love to write poetry? Just get out your journal, right? Did you enjoy watching the clouds and getting into nature or watching sunsets or the stars at night? Whatever it is, go back to that. Make time for something that you like to muse about. It really doesn't matter what it is. The point is that you should like to do it. The other thing you can do is create a new habit for yourself. So as humans, we are wired for habits. Our brain just wants to make things easier for us. So if we do something over and over again, the brain hops in and says, oh, okay, this must be important, so I'm gonna make it automatic. So this goes for our thoughts and our behaviors both. So maybe try doing something a little different just to kind of get things changed up in your mind. Try to put your pants on on a different leg in the morning or brush your hair with the other hand. Anything you can do to get your brain to pay attention that something different is going on here Habits are simply these wired patterns in our brain. So when you get skilled at changing the physical habits, you can also become skilled at changing the thought habits. And these 
new things that you do helps you use different parts of your brain and get the thought patterns to change too. And it also helps you stay present. So when you're feeling stuck, it's because we've got these habitual patterns running the program, right, over and over again. So we're just going to take some intentional action to change those habits, little bits at a time. It's not like you have to change something like overnight. It's just little baby steps to try to make these changes so that instead of your brain running on autopilot, you can start to practice changing the way that you think. Okay, so number five is that you aren't staying present in the now. So I'd love for you to try something. If you're not driving and it feels really safe to do so, I'd love for you to close your eyes for a moment. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Do not think of a white elephant. So what are you thinking about right now? Chances are you're thinking of a white elephant. So if I say not to think of your ex, right? You've heard people say this, just stop thinking about him and quit worrying about it and just move on, right? These things are not helpful, right? Because of how our brain is wired. If I say not to think of your ex, you're going to be thinking of your ex. Being present is one really amazing way to get out of the past and avoid stressing about the future. So how do you stay present? First, you have to bring awareness to your physical body. And I like to do this in all different ways. You can sit, you can stand, you can lay down. It doesn't really matter as long as you're fully aware of your body so you can feel the air in your lungs as you breathe. You can feel the beating of your heart as you're just sitting there. You might feel a grumble in your stomach because you're hungry. Do you have a slight pain in the back of your neck? Is your body sore from working out? Can you feel these like vibrational tinglings in your hands and your feet? What you're doing here is focusing on your body. This is a really simple way to stay present. You can set a timer and do this for three minutes if you're at home. And whenever you feel your thoughts pulling from one side or the other, like to the past or to the future, just gently bring yourself back to the physical presence of your body. You can even do this in line at the grocery store or sitting in traffic. Being present is just so magical for healing. And when we're talking about like, what's keeping us stuck, these things for the trauma bond, it's because we're not being present. Part of that is because we are either in the past or in the future. All right, so number six is that you keep trying to distract yourself. It's all about putting the focus back on you. With a narcissist or a toxic person, the focus was always on them. And if you keep the focus there, the longing continues to grow stronger. Then you feel that stuck feeling of the trauma bond. Here's the thing about distraction. If you're doing something to distract yourself, you still have to be present in whatever you're doing. Because if you go to yoga to distract yourself, but you're thinking of your ex or the past or the future, it really isn't helping you. The root of the problem isn't being solved with distraction. The root of why you're feeling pulled towards this person is because your brain is looking for satisfaction. Your brain just wants to help you feel good, even if it's just a little bit. And even if logically you know that person is bad for you and bad to you, it's just like a drug addict. Drug users know drugs hurt them and others around them, but they can't stop because it feels so good when they get that. All right, so number seven is that you're not completely no contact. 
Now, first, I realize this is impossible for everyone because it's not even fully possible for me. But if you don't share children or a business together, no contact is the way to go. That also includes not scouring their social media, not asking a mutual friend or family member what they're up to or doing drive-bys of their house or their place of work. People who are addicted to drugs don't get better by going to visit their drug dealer. When people get out of rehab, the ones who relapse almost immediately after getting out are the ones who enter the same social groups as before they went into rehab. No contact means no contact. Again, I understand this isn't possible for everyone, but you can limit the interactions and create boundaries for what you will allow in your world. If you can block them on social media, you can also block what people tell you. Set clear boundaries and tell people, I do not want to know about what my ex is doing because it doesn't help me to heal. Please respect that. I had to do this before too because people were coming to me and saying, oh, did you hear about this? And oh, did you hear about that? And eventually I just had to say, please don't tell me. This isn't helping me, right? So if you're not completely contact, try to go as low contact as possible because that will help you with severing that bond. Okay, so lastly for number eight, this one is maybe you're not taking action. If you're listening and nodding your head about all these things, right, because they resonate, but you do nothing, then nothing changes. If you want to run a marathon, would you read a book about how to run a marathon and then go out and run it the next day? Or would you practice and train first? Think about it. We have to practice whatever it is by taking action. When you were learning to drive, if someone just gave you the manual and told you to read about what it's like to drive on the road, you can imagine the catastrophe that would happen if you got behind the wheel without taking it slowly, practicing in a parking lot, getting used to the wheel and the pedals, right? So if you're not taking action and you're just learning about it or thinking about it or putting these things in your mind constantly or planning, really nothing will change. So if you heard all these seven that I just went over and you get to number eight, go back and see which ones you can do. Go back and figure out which ones that you could start to do today. So to recap, the eight reasons you feel stuck in a trauma bond is because you're not one identifying your inner wounds and the subconscious beliefs that you've been carrying. This one is the most important one, right? This, this is going to help you become aware Figure out what the source is so that you can start to question it. Number two is question yourself. What do you want from others? And are you giving it to yourself? And if you're not, why aren't you? Start taking action to do those things. Number three, setting up healthy environments. Get rid of negativity in your life. Um, Remove those things of toxicity that keep penetrating you and preventing you from moving forward to heal. Number four is starting new habits and bringing in new routines or new hobbies. Number five, stop trying to distract yourself without getting to the source, right? If you aren't being present, then that's not going to help you. And then again, six is practice being present. Being present is going to keep you out of the past and keep you out of the future and help you be where you need to be now. And number seven is go no contact or go low contact is whichever one is aligning with your life, whatever one will work for you. And lastly is number eight, take action. And I always like to say, just try baby steps, right? Baby steps is all you need. Pick something on this list and start 
today. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. And I wanted to let you all know that I am here to help you. If you want to work with me one-on-one in my coaching program, just send me a message on Instagram or on Facebook, or you can visit my website and read all the testimonials from my clients as well as information about rapid reprogramming to help you break the trauma bond for yourself. Stop ruminating and be present with your loved ones. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in